Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today we're going to be talking about relationships with money. Yes, we did talk about this uh, weeks ago about relationships with money. But today we want to actually talk about it in a different way. We did talk about how the credit score ruins your life and makes your life. We did talk about what you need to do to make and fix your credit score. But today we're going to talk about money in relationships, right? Which means how do you handle relationship with your money? It is definitely a tough job when you are trying to pay your bills on time and get out of that circle rut and enjoy your life. Some people they don't even do that. So how do we do that? And today I have a guest of mine and we're going to talk about the positivity of money. And those are the words and those are the languages that we're going to speak in this episode today. And hopefully Richard is the guest of mine will help me towards this whole entire thing in a good way obviously. And he's a great gem person. I spoke with him weeks back and including right before this recording. Uh let's chat uh, chat with him and let's bring him on uh, online. So Richard, how are you and thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics. I'm so good and I'm so glad to be here and I look forward to a very creative conversation about our relationship with money. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, Richard. And before we get into the details of what we are going to be talking about and what we're not going to talk about, uh what does back to basic mean to you, Richard? What does I missed the word? Uh back to basics. Oh, what basic, is back, back to basics. Yeah. Well, this is really a great question around money. because in our culture our belief systems uh, our political systems the economics this becomes a huge ball of complex uh complexity it's it's like a complex adaptive systems that little things impact other things and as a result for most of us if we think about economics our eyes just glaze over the federal reserve interest rates money supply oh my gosh and then we look at paying the bills and our credit scores what if we were to take a breath and come back to basics and one way to do that is to look at value and by value i mean what value do we deliver to others to our families to our communities to our employers our employees our customers what value do we deliver to them and if we come down to the basics of that then build up from there everything gets a lot more simple and we can discuss how that works and i'm and i'm very excited to kind of look through that lens today with you yeah absolutely richard thank you thank you again for answering that question you know let let me ask you this question and i've i've read this on your website and it said do you have money positive or money negative mindset. Mhm. Mm so, can you explain a little what that means if you don't mind? Sure, let's look at two different stories. Okay. One person grows up in a family that's middle class, lower middle class. Uh mom is a spender, dad is a saver or vice versa. They're fighting over money and you hear it all the time when you grow up. You hear phrases like money doesn't grow on trees. Uh rich people have made the money off the backs of the poor you hear that uh you know wealth and greed go together that you dad has been fired from his job and uh, it's just not fair or right 
that money is the root of all evil. Now, you grow up in that day after day after day. Now, you're an adult. You're looking at the world. You're looking at opportunities. What is your relationship going to be with money? Even though you're an adult, even though you know that those things are not necessarily uh, relevant to you at this stage in your life, all those subconscious feelings and, and training are still there. On the other hand, a uh, man or woman or boy or girl grows up in a family where they look at delivering value as the hallmark of their lives. How do I deliver value to my employees, my, empl uh, my employer, to my clients, to my customers? How do I deliver value to my family and my community? And then when they say, okay, I'm delivering value, what I'm getting back from that is certificates of appreciation for the value I've delivered. What a reframe. Now, a lot of your listeners are going to go, what <laughs> when I say this next thing? <laughs> the more certificates of appreciation that you accumulate by delivering value to others, that is a measurement of value you're delivering to the world. So in the first family growing up, capital accumulation is evil and wealth. In the other family of growing up, capital accumulation is a measure of the value you have delivered. And that is a radical reframe that a lot of people listening to this are going to go, oh my God, I don't believe he said that. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, um, I totally agree with that actually, because not more and more I think of it. I mean, that's what people say. You know, when... Let me ask you this, because I know that people that get into the circle are paying bills and going to that circle. Do you think the mindset should be is how to increase your salary or manage what you have today? Well, I think the answer is obviously both. And I think about them a little differently. Like, mm. well, for example, just today, my wife pointed out our... Uh, are you our Comcast uh, internet uh, on all the peripheral services? And it was coming up to like almost 2000. Yeah. $2,000 a year. Hmm. And we went, Oh, we don't watch it that much. Oh, hmm. I don't need this. Hmm. Oh, we don't need that service. Hmm. So she just cut it down to about uh, $600 a year. Hmm. And we're still talking on the internet. <laughs> so right. on one hand, we really look at our habitual spending that if we from our higher self and our wisest self say, do we really need that? Or is that just a habit? Mm -hmm. We can cut way back. And especially, I believe, with inflationary pressures going to continue for the foreseeable future, we may see costs rising. My wife goes to the grocery store. Oh, my gosh, the cost of meats, the cost of the basics. I know, go to the gas station, the cost of gasoline. Mm. And I don't see that abating in the near future. So what, what does that mean in terms of cutting costs? So let's look at what's valuable. Hmm. Do we need to watch that event on TV, on cable TV? Or do we play cards with a family? Hmm. My gosh, a huge shift right there. Hmm. On the other side of it, we look at the amount of money that we can make and earn. And I'd like to reframe that to... Hmm 
the amount of value we can deliver to others. <clears throat> mm. Given your skill, your knowledge, your ability, your wisdom, your experience in life, mm. can you add more value to your employer, your employees, your clients, your customers? And as a result, as you add more value, you're going to get more certificates of appreciation in return. Mm. So the answer to your question, I think, is twofold. What spending habits do we have that we can eliminate? And two, how can we add more value, which will mean more certificates of appreciation that we can charge? So I think what we're saying is need versus wants, isn't it? Well, it's it's. I would even go far as to say, what do we really want? I mean, so much of our, our spending is just habitual. Hmm. You know, and we say, if you know, if we say, well, I want this, but do I really need it? Well, that sets up an internal struggle. That's but right. if we can say, what do I really want? What's meaningful to me? What are my values in life? Hmm. Oh my gosh, spending time with the family and playing card games or um, taking a walk um, in the woods or a park or around the block with my family rather than just sitting down and watching cable news. Hmm. If we can say, what do I really want? What's of value to me? then we can look at our spending and see if there's a match or a mismatch. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the thing is people are, uh, thank you again, by the way, Richard, uh, for answering that question. But you know what I have seen, the trend is that people, they go away from cable uh, television, which is live TV, and they go into on-demand uh, programs. And, and th the problem with that is, which is I see from the outside is, they keep on subscribing to multiple online on-demand stuff. So then it kind of adds up. So might as well just stay where you are then, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what are, you, what are your thoughts on that part? Well, again, it comes down to what is value and what is meaningful to you. Yeah. And most of us, again, are just habitually going through the motions. Hmm. And if we take the time and say, what really is valuable to me in my life? What is really meaningful? Hmm. Now, this requires, this requires some introspection of some things maybe we've quarantined or pushed away or emotions or feelings or old behaviors or just all sorts of beliefs and identity systems that just no longer serve us. And this is not trivial to do because it, it requires a lot of awareness and acceptance. Mm -hmm. But if we're willing to step into that world and then we can find out what's meaning and valuable, then we can look at how we spend our money to see where the matches and the mismatches are. Yeah, of course. Uh, Richard, thank you again. You know, before we, we got and we were chit-chatting right before the recording and we were talking about that there's a bunch of people in the U.S., I don't know about around the country, but let's talk about the U.S. because I'm kind of safer that way because I don't know any other uh, stats on that. But I'm pretty sure it, might, it must be a big stat. But people, they don't travel much because they don't have that much uh, budget in their in their savings account. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you, I mean, how much money can we save in order to go for a vacation? Or do we need one? Uh, because that could be traveling by air versus by car, right? Or and, and mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Richard? Yeah, well, as you mentioned before, travel seems to be a really big indicator of something more important to you. I don't know if it's personal freedom 
or just getting away or a, a building a wider world. So if you look at travel and you look at the deeper meaning, what would you attach to travel for, um, for to look at to see what it means to you? Yeah, I mean, it could be, I don't know, um, making new memories, spending mm -hmm. time with family, uh, yeah. I guess, uh, exploring the world. I mean, those are the basic uh, answers, aren't they? So, Yeah, so if you say it's creating new memories, exploring the world, and those things are valuable to me, mm. then you can start to look at, you know, what is my budget? What is the money I'm making? Uh, how can I really get the experience I want mm. as versus just spending money for a vacation? For example, mm. if it's to experience new cultures or new lands, then you might find, if you say that's the, what's meaningful, you might find some uh, ways to do that other than just uh, purchasing a, a cruise somewhere. That's right. So, uh, so it really comes back to what's meaningful to you. And looking at the deeper, the deeper meaning of travel to you, because for so many people, there's so many different things. And then to say, uh, does that align with what's really valuable? Yeah, because uh, yeah, thank you, thank you again, Richard. Uh, for many, many years, even before COVID time, I've seen people struggle going on vacations because of uh, finance issues. But then there's also making memories for the kids too, which is also mm -hmm. needed for the kids. And, you know, how much of uh, summer camp and how much of spring camp can the kids do? Uh, but they do want to travel around the, the United States or even abroad if they wanted to. Uh, but thank you again for explaining that. You know, Richard, you have a, a workshop called Wealth Workshop. Can you explain mm -hmm. what what are the top three uh, questions that people, they come to you for issues? And how does Wealth uh, Workshop help them? Uh, through your through your program, yeah. So we have an application, uh, uh, money metrics, and what we do is we ask them this very questions. We ask, what behaviors no longer serve you? Mm. What beliefs no longer serve you? Mm. What ident belief about your identity no longer serves you? And we just boom, 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 create a list. Mm. Then once we have that list, then we ask. What is the positive intent of that? For example, <clears throat> it could be what behavior no longer serves you. And they might say something like, I just hate going to work every day. Mm. And I just hate my boss and I hate my job. Mm. So then we'll say, okay, what is the positive intent of that? Mm. And the positive intent is I want more freedom. I want to feel free. Mm. Excellent. So then we say, <clears throat> if we want to feel free, what belief, what context, what behaviors do we create that give us that feeling of freedom? Mm. And then what we can do is say, okay, I have a choice to make about going into my job. I'm free to make that choice. If I step into that choice of freedom and making that choice, how then can I express myself there and give value to my employer and my fellow employees? Now, what that does is, it, <clears throat> excuse me, it reframes and puts it into a new context. Hmm. So we take the old beliefs and behaviors, hmm. we look at the positive intent, and hmm. then we look at a better way of expressing the positive intent. Hmm. And we have an application that everybody shares. So you bring up your, <clears throat> your application, 
It shows you the old beliefs, behaviors. It shows you the positive intent. It shows you your new context and your new behaviors. And then we they have little drop-down menus for every day or week that mm. then they're color-coded. Mm. So we can look at their chart and see how many reds, yellows, and greens there are mm. for all of those different things. And we can really nail it down. And what's cool about the wealth workshops is that you have a group of people that is really pulling for you. We celebrate every little bit of progress that we made. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful to be in a group of money positive people mm -hmm. that celebrate your progress unambiguously. Mm -hmm. Wow, Richard, thank you. Thank you again. You know, I have one, uh, two last questions, if that's okay. You know, sure. I know we've been talking about travel and I know that we've been talking about what's needs versus wants and what do you really need, right? Um, but with all that circle, um, they also have to save money for kids to go to college, right? So what are your thoughts on explaining to people that is vacation needed or can you do side by side and save money for college? Or is there, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Well, this is a much deeper uh, subject. I gave a presentation um, to the National Association of, uh, uh, what was it? National Association, oh, of state treasurers. Mm. And I explained that the whole college thing was a scam because colleges have been raising their rates like 8 to 10% for the last decade or more. Hmm. And they've tripled the amount of admi administrations, people, and and as a result, uh, colleges and universities have gone up uh, significantly more than the inflation rate. Yes. And what's happened is the government has supported that by loaning students money. So you loan the students money to go to college. They raise the rates. You loan the students more money. And right now, you know, this is what, uh, almost two trillion dollars with a student debt outstanding yeah and it can't it's really difficult to be paid back hmm. so that has been a trap and uh, i would really consider other ways of educating yourself and if you're motivated online um, mit has free uh, online courses that replicate much of what they do in the classroom i know there's the whole social aspect that isn't there but again, say, what are your values? What's meaningful? How do I deliver values to others? What skill, knowledge, and talents do I need? Hmm. And can I do that with a horrible amount of debt? I think we're going to be in an educational revolution soon that's going to make that choice a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Richard, thank you. Thank you again. And one, uh, one last question. I, I know that we've been talking about finance uh, from the adult point of view and there's a reason why i'm going to ask this question is because you did something recently uh how how do we explain to the kids to uh talk about money and i think you created uh, something recently so that's why i uh, brought this question up so what are your thoughts on that yeah well <laughs> when my kids were little i have three kids two boys and a girl mm -hmm. and uh, she started a bank of mom and the bank of mom paid a hefty 1% a month. Mm. So the kids would put their allowance in or the money they made in there. And then every month she'd get around and they'd show them how much interest they made. Mm. And as a result, all my kids <laughs> are fairly stingy with money. Mm. And they also uh, 
had a small business. We brought them a shaved ice machine hmm. so that they went out to little fairs and little events around the, uh, around the city hmm. and uh, made money from that. They paid off the machine so they understood what debt was. So having them as much as possible in the real world and then rather than saying money is the root of evil, teach them about certificates of appreciation. Hmm. That when you deliver value to somebody else, they hmm. voluntarily give you a certificate of appreciation. And each one you get represents something you have done for somebody else and made the world a better place. Hmm. I know that's radical, but if you can teach kids that and teach them that the foundation of money is is value delivered to others man you have freed up all sorts of internal conflicts mm. around money and wealth and our relationship to money yeah you know richard you're right i mean this is just my two cents and uh, everyone uh, if you agree disagree i'm not really sure uh but i feel um that if we teach the kids uh, just a little a little much i think it'll be fine uh, and and I think that's a better way to do it, right? And then because one kid multiplies by million other kids, and I think that that's just how it's going to work. You know, one one last thing, and and thank you again. I know that you have a book, and then you have a recent book. Uh, so let can we talk uh, briefly about that, if you don't mind? Sure. The book is a private conversation with money. Yeah. And it takes you through the experience of Joe Every, who's a reporter, and, or a journalist rather. And he goes through all the issues that I have come across with my clients over the last decade. And he works through them all, fights and struggles through them. And he has a, there's a character, Money, who wants to invite him to a better relationship. Mm -hmm. And there's 10 exercises that, that in fact, they're free online. Um, what I'll do, in fact, uh, let me put my glasses on here. Uh, what I will do is uh, if you... Go to conversations.money slash Girish, G-I-R-I-S-H. I will have the free online course available to you with a book. So conversations.money slash Girish, and you will have not only the book, but the online course also. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you again uh, with, uh, with my honor. And uh, uh, thank you again uh, for that, uh, Richard, uh, for that. And before you leave today, do you have any last words for all my listeners and my viewers uh, about uh, what we have discussed today and how was your journey on Back to Basics before we leave today? Yeah, well, this has been such a great conversation because I think what you've done is Back to Basics is so important hmm. in that we get caught up in such complexities in life that are built on belief systems and stories that no longer serve us. But what if? What if we were all to drop down to back to basics and look at what our core beliefs, identity, and mission in life is and build from there without all the complexity? So I, I really appreciate uh, the theme of this conversation because I think it'll do everybody well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Richard, for, for being here and supporting me on my small podcast. And, and my mission is very big, even for a small podcast. And, uh, and I'm glad that you were part of that journey. So thank you again for, for being here and supporting me. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. So guys, we spoke about money, didn't we? And we talked about the freedom. Well, 
what is freedom? That's one thing that we all need to figure that out. And that's your uh, something to answer. But there's one thing that I definitely learned from Richard is that small information can lead a big way. If you teach your kids a small different thing about money, I'm pretty sure it'll go a long way. And of course, needs versus wants. What do you want? What do you need? Those are the things that you need to go and answer. And then listen to this whole episode because I've learned a lot of uh, things on this episode, which is going to help me too, I'm pretty sure, uh, to be a better person, that is. Now, as usual, as always, there's a quarter today, and hopefully Richard will uh, like this quarter of the day. The quarter day is money won't create success, the freedom to make it will. So guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. Keep on commenting on all my episodes, including this one, because it helps me in the long run. And I'm listening to you every single time for all good and bad comments. Those are the three, two things that I, I really listen to. And there are three things in every episode in this one, including makes it successful for me, that is, which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And I'll see you next week on Back to Basics. Take care. God bless. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Now, but immediately stimulates ocean, right? It immediately stimulates movement, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're really talking about. There's like a dynamic element to it. So there's like power dynamic and movement. Mm -hmm. And finally, the, the original uh, color that we had. So what are your thoughts on this color? Yeah. So, you know, you got a bit of like a forest green gray type of situation happening. Um, and so what's really cool about it, it communicates comfort and security, right? And safety. And so this lets you know, it feel, even though it feels a little bigger because it's in that green family, mm -hmm. uh, it's like a real like visual hug. You know, it, left, it lets you like, there's like a strength and comfort.